What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the Ace Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a put you up for Planet Asia's The Medicine. And I don't know what number this is in this catalog because I feel like he's got quite a few EPs and mixtapes and albums that came out before this. And I don't Correct. know which number this is. Correct. He's kind of a he's kind of a mixtape artist, right? Okay. So so this is the third installment in his Medicali series, which we'll talk about a little bit more. Okay. And uh, to join us to uh, help us discuss this album and celebrate this artist is uh, a friend of Yinka's DL Wise. Yeah, Wise Math a lot or DL Chandler, either one. Um, yeah, I'm a writer, uh, journalist, and a big fan of Planet Asia. Hey, cool. big fan of Planet, Planet Asia. And, you know, I'm a big fan of, uh, of, of DL. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he'll, he'll play himself down. But, you know, um, I think we, as folks that are kind of tampering in this, in this journalism space, um, you know, as podcasters, you know, we, 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 we're kind of tipping off the iceberg. But th- this hip hop thing is interesting, right? Like, I listen to a few podcasts. I listen to uh, Drink Champs sometimes. I listen to Quest Love's podcast. I listen to Joe Button's podcast. The reason I listen to those people is because they're individuals that can interact with the culture, but they've been a part of the culture, mm, right? Yeah, true. And so in the same way, when we watch Shaq and we watch Chuck, you know, uh, talk about basketball, we listen to them a little bit more intently because they've been there. That. Like, yeah. I read DL because he's somebody who's interacted with the culture as an artist. He's been around, at, at, you know, in more than just the capacity of being a writer. So I don't mm. know if you want to tell us a little bit more about yeah. you know, Dumb High and yeah, you know, I'll, some I'll of the do things it, that you've done, brother. I never like to talk about it, but that's um, it's fine. I will speak yeah. on it uh, for the sake of it. And also, too, you know, I, I was told recently that I need to start accepting these flowers because they're so yeah. rare. You know, so I'll uh, I'll accept it. Thank you, brother. But um, uh-huh. so a bit of my history, you know. So um, prior to becoming a journalist, I toyed a lot with um, rhyming. I was a uh, back in the late '80s. My little brother and I, uh, Jay Prem, we would um, do pause tapes in my mom's basement. So we would take old soul records and right, right. old funk records and like literally pause tape sample, uh, you know, our beats or whatever. You know what I mean? Pretty much like every other producer in hip hop yeah. ever done, right? <laughs> So that's really my first foray to hip hop. You know, I started loving this music in the 80s, Rudd DMC, LL, you know, Ultramag, all that kind of stuff, you know, Big Daddy King, Coochie Rap, the whole Juice Crew, you know. And then from there, I, I wanted to try my hand at it. So around the early 90s, I was around a lot of young, hungry spitters, and I was around, you know, I, I started to come into the knowledge of myself, becoming a five percenter around 91, 92, and then I was around other MCs who I just admired and I wanted to do what they did. And so I I taught myself, I willed myself how to rhyme, but then I had guidance from a local DC MC named Black Indian, mm. who you guys may or may not know. Mm-hmm. But Josh, as I know him, taught me how to freestyle. And then I learned how to battle. I became a real fierce battle MC. And I was battling people like Funk CU and, you know, Boogeyman Ghost. And these names are familiar to those in the DMV, but right. these were some of the best freestylers in the world. I was up there with them and I was hanging with them. Yeah. But I will say that I tried to challenge a young lion by the name of YU, <laughs> who you might know from Diamond District, and he yeah, mocked yeah. me up. And I tell him, I tell Mike, I know him as Mike. I tell YU with that all the time when I yeah. see him. Yo, you're you're the best lyricist in the DC area. Yo, man. shout out really to YU. Is. I really love YU, man. And I think he's also one of the most slept on MCs from this area. But there's a lot of really dope talent here, and YU is definitely yeah, he's one. up there. So going from that whole <laughs> battle rapid thing, I joined yeah. the crew. Uh, known as Dumb High, um, my man Haji up in Philadelphia, he spearheaded it. It's his production company, Dumb High Production, and that's spelled D-U-M-H-I. And uh, we put out a trio of projects and I've done guest verses, we've done mixtapes and, you know, 
Um, we did a mini tour, <laughs> you know what I mean? We got locked up on tour, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a long story about our history, but I, I joined that effort and we did our last project together like in 2009. And honestly, I, I really dove deep into my journalism. Now I've been a music journalist now for 20 years. Yeah. You know, I've been doing this for a long time. I got a break in politics, but then um, I, I kind of pivoted to the whole hip hop thing. And um, about 12 years ago, I started writing for MTV News and working with Sway and those guys and Ramon Dukes and all those people. And uh, my current supervisor, Alvin Blanco and I, we were, you know, young, young, hungry, not young, not young really, but hungry journalists <laughs> <laughs> trying to get on. Yeah. And um, now I am the senior editor of I1 Digital, which is part of Urban One Incorporated, which is the largest Black-owned media company in the world. And you can find my writing at hiphopwired.com and cassiuslife.com, where I run a column called spirit.ed, where I talk about cocktails and mixology and things like that. So I'm in cocktails? Yeah, that's my thing, man. It's a hobby, man. That's his Uh, thing, too. that's my thing, too. Oh, really? We need to talk, bro. I would love to have, and I'm I'm starting a podcast uh, (laughs) about spirit. Word. Spirits and cocktails. Oh, hit me up. So we oh, need I'm to man. we need to talk and uh, so me and outlaw yeah. coming to you soon. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Go. I like nah, it. Yeah, like, but yeah. Uh, the synergy is 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 cool because as a, a former MC, and I'm gonna tell you something. The former thing kind of bugs me when I say it because I still rhyme. Mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. write, and I'm still nice. <laughs> I just haven't decided whether or not I want to take time away from my career, which is so busy, right? Yeah. And record, you know, songs. But I hear I write lines. Almost I write a sixteen a day. Yeah, oh, that's what's up. I still freestyle in the shower. Yeah, I'm still imagining my foes out there. I'm you still write more than I do. Why aren't you getting them featured on on one I of your records? Because I'm lazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm the fault here. It, it I would have loved to rap with Yinka, man. I, I mean, I love his music, you know. So, you, and I've been wanting to do it. It's just hard yeah. to get away from my career. My career is. I'm, I'm balls in, man. Like, I really yeah. am deep yeah. in it. And it's, I care it's about tough, it. Man, it's tough, man. It's tough to wear multiple hats like that, you know? If you get older, too. But but what I will say about, you know, Wise is like the, the DC, you know, hip-hop scene is, is is fairly small. And so when I when I came here, you know, in the early, like, maybe 2009, when I when I was moving here, 2008, 2009, I was introduced to, to, to Wise through... My homie uh, Quiz, who I rhyme with, my 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 new money homeboy, introduced me to Neil Neil McLean, who who does photography and graphic design. He did my first logo, and so when I you know when I would would roll with Neil, he would he would point people out. Yo, you in DC, you got to know this person. Yo, you in DC, you got to know this person. And one of the first people he said was Wise. Mm-hmm. He was like, Yo, you got to you got to meet this cat Wise. And and in my you know just different capacities of of being around hip hop as a fan going to Diamond District shows and these people shows, I would always see Wise. Whether it was I was an artist and I was at a festival and I was on a on a, a flyer, I would see Wise. Like like this cat, it's like he like Waldo when Word. it comes to like you know a Forrest Gump when it comes to like the 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 DC hip hop scene. So it's That's like cool. I always would see you, brother. So it's, it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, glad to be here. I really am appreciative of this opportunity to talk yeah. about something like this, man. Thanks for Appreciate taking time out of your your busy schedule to, yeah, to be here and, and join us and, and discuss this artist. Right. So yeah. So uh, so why are we doing a put you up for Planet Asia's uh, the medicine? Uh, so it's kind of like a, a three birds with one stone type of situation. Uh, right. First and foremost, I, I had a cool "Where Were You" for this album, so I, okay. I was I it it popped up in my Spotify, and I was like, I forgot about this album. Okay. And then I was like, it'd be cool to talk about it. So my "Where Were You" one, two, um, Planet Asia is somebody who we haven't spoken about on we this podcast, not. and it's interesting. Not. There's a whole channel or vein of of hip hop that we haven't really spoken this on is true. much, which is get, this yeah. like 
this California uh, strong arm steady, mad lib, stones throw, you know, like this whole like chamber of hip hop. We don't even touch it. This is true. And so this was an opportunity for us to to open up that vein. I can see that. And third, um, I felt like there were some good ties to bring Wise in. I, I, I felt like, you know, Wise would, would, would have some good insights on this this record for multiple reasons, which we'll talk about. So those are kind of my three reasons. So, all right. So I guess we'll get into the, the where we're used and, and I'll start because obviously yeah. I've heard of the name Planet Asia. I've uh-huh. never listened to this album. This album came out in 2006. Mm-hmm. And again, I say this every single time, but for listeners of the podcast should know that I was pretty much checked out of hip hop 2006. Right. 2006, this album comes out. I'm listening to classic rock and I'm listening to jazz music. And then in the next year, that's when I'm getting into Fela Kuti and some 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 African sounds, some Brazilian sounds and things like that. But I am like, I'm thick in classic rock and uh, in jazz music. And so, you know, if it's hip hop, it needs to be an artist that I know and love. So like, you know, Q-Tip comes out with his album in 2008 mm-hmm. or, you know, The Roots are coming out with an album or Most Def, they want to do something like, I'll check it out. Right. Aside from that, you know, maybe Ghostface. Ghostface is coming yeah, out. Yeah, I'll check that true. out, right? That's true. You know, I'm listening to Kanye on the radio, whatever else is on the radio in the club. But like, I'm checked out of hip hop at this point. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. I think I think I might still be making beats, but I'm still kind of like phasing out mm-hmm, at this mm-hmm. point. So that's that's kind of Firecracker would have been around this. time. It would have been around this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah so that's that's kind of like that's kind of where I was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, so Wise, where were you when you well, heard this? Well, album? I got it. It's funny <laughs> to hear Outlaw say that he like. Okay, I gotta say this, and I'm not knocking you for oh, saying this either. Ahead. But it's it's so weird to me when I hear you know fans of the culture say they checked out. Yeah, I never checked out. Yeah, like I he, never he never checked out either. Yeah, yeah I, never, I couldn't do I don't it. know how that feels. <laughs> I have so many peers, uh, my age, uh, maybe a little younger or even older, who say. I don't even listen to it anymore. I'm like, how? Yeah, it's yeah, still dope. I I and I try to put them on. They're like, nah, I'm, I'm cool. Like, they just refuse it. But mm-hmm. anyway, where I was in 06, um, you know, I guess Planet Asia was a, a name on my radar because of his um, his definition uh, of ill um, single that Madeline produced. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever heard that song, but Definition of Ill was an original single that Asia put out. Uh, I think it was like 97, 98. Don't, don't quote me. I could be wrong. But... Madlib did a remix of it, and good gosh, like it's to this day I can hear this song, and it still gives me the same goosebumps it did when I first heard it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I said that kid is special, right? Mm-hmm. And then a few years later, I learned I kept following this kid. You know what I mean? Then I was around the early 2000s. I was going out to the west to the good life, and I was going mm-hmm. out there trying to like you know as a young you know writer and five percenter. I was trying to like find guys to build with, but I was also trying to find MCs to rap with freestyle wise because right, right. I heard that some of the best freestylers right. were out there. But then people were like, you know about this kid, Planet Asia? And I was like, yeah, I know about him. I heard about him. And then uh, so when 06 rolls around, this comes out. It was so weird because, you know, I knew who Dilated Peoples were. You know, mm-hmm, I knew who mm-hmm. Evidence was. Right. You know, I love Evidence as a rapper, right? Yeah, yeah. But I had no idea that he made beats. So when I saw produced <laughs> exactly yeah. fully by Evidence, I was like, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. And they were kind of dope. Yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. this guy can rap and I'm... I don't know if you ever seen Ev perform. He's a great performer. Uh-huh. But I've never seen, I didn't know he was a guy who was on the, right, right. the buttons. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 06, I was I was here in the, uh, the DC area. You know, I was still trying to figure out whether or not I wanted to rap or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was stick with them high. I was still rhyming. I was still like actively rapping. But at the same time, I was having that juxtaposition of like, do I chase rap or do I you know, get serious about paying my mortgage. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. And then, 
you know, I think the the the, the foot race of dream versus career had to come, you know, fruition. And so, yeah. but along the way, music like Planet Asia, it's like the medicine was like my soundtrack, man. So, and I, so when I heard it, the first song I heard was Get Active, I think mm-hmm. it was, right? And then I heard um, the title track as well, I think it was. And, um, and I was thinking to myself, Evidence produced this? Right. I remember turning to my little brother like, yo, did you know Evidence made beats? And <laughs> we were bugging out because like, right. nah, we didn't know. You right, know? right. We just knew Ab as a MC. Exactly. You know? So yeah, that's where I was with it, man. And it kind of, it didn't stick with me as, you know, as much as the other albums from 06 did, you know what uh-huh. I mean? But yeah. it was something that I did rock a lot. And that, we'll get into the songs later, but there's a yeah. song on it in particular on this album that I really love. And I'll, I'll explain why okay. once we get deeper to the convo. Word, that's what's up. So My Word With You is long. I'm gonna try to condense it. But, uh, you know, the 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 short of it, um, I went out in 05 to Cali uh, to to do an internship. Uh, well, work for Inter- Interscope. I was I was an intern, so um, I'm out there. You know, I'm I'm trying to get on doing my music. I'm kind of moonlighting as a rapper, and 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 by day I'm I'm this intern. And um, so I walk into Starbucks, um, and you know I go to order some coffees, light skin joint. You know what I'm saying there. So she so I, so so I order my coffee, and she says, "Do you want anything else?" And I'm like, "No, I'm good." She's like, "Do you want my number?" Right. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. So so I get shorty number. I'm chilling. I'm, I'm posted up. So dude comes to bring me my coffee and he goes, uh, he goes, hey, yo, you rap? Like just randomly. Right. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, I'm like, I'm like, huh? And he's like, you, you carry yourself like you rap. Do you rap? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I um, hold on a second. So he, he, he leaves and he walks away. He comes back with a CD and he goes, "Yo, my name's Porus. My number's on the on the CD. If you like anything on there, call me." I'm like, "Cool." So, take the number. I take the <laughs> take the CD and I and I you know I bounce with my little coffee and I'm yeah. like, "Okay, this is weird." So you know, uh, I, I finish my work day, whatever. Get in the car, put the put the CD in. CD CD kind of slamming. The joint's kind of dope. But I'm an unpaid intern and I ain't making no money. I'm just I'm just a rapper, rapper uh, by by night. So. Uh, so I end up calling the dude, uh, you know, and he's 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 like, yeah, hey, man, you know, uh, did you like any of the beats? I'm like, yo, the beats was cool, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I'm like, but yeah, I'll make my own beats, right? He's like, oh, you produce too? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, let's go digging. I'm like, all right. He's like, all right, well, near the coffee shop where I work, there's this record store I go to to go digging. So if you if you if you game next weekend, we'll go digging. I'm like, cool. cool. So so you know, I'm about. Pack up and everything, and I and I ship out to where he's at, and you know, so we go digging, we find some records, you know, everything's everything's cool. So at the end, I'm playing him the samples that I found. He's playing me the samples he found. He's like, "Yo, bro, I don't know what you thought you were gonna, you know, make a beat out of on this record." So we, you know, we're talking shit to each other. So at the end, he goes, um, "He goes, yeah, man, you know, th- this was really cool." He's like, "You know, I gotta go back to um to the homie Ev's crib because that's where I'm crashing." And I said, evidence from Dilated Peoples? And he goes, you know Dilated Peoples? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm crashing at his crib. I was like, what? Word. And he's like, he's like, yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't know you were hip, but since you are, you know, if you want, I can ask him if, you know, you can come through, you can play him your shit, you know, whatever. And I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, so, you know, that that whole exchange happens. And he, you know, so he, he asked Ev, Ev's cool with it. So, you know, they invite me to the crib. So that's cool. 
maybe like a, a week or so goes by and I, I go and I meet up at Ev's crib. He's got this crib, Venice Beach, near the water, super nice, uh, you know, little little spot. Studio in the, in, the, in the crib and everything. So, you know, I get to the spot and I'm chilling. So, you know, he introduces me to Ev. Yo, Ev, yeah, this dude, his name's Disaster. He's dope. He got bars, blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. He's like, yeah, yo, uh, play me something. I was like, play me something. So I'm like, all right. So I had this EP that I had made uh, in Oakland with this producer that didn't believe in sampling. So like his, 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 his sound was very keyboard heavy. <laughs> like it was very, the opposite of what you would think evidence and dilated mm -hmm. people would sound like is what this guy's production sounded like. So I had like five records I had just done in, in, in Oakland. So we put the CD on and, you know, you could tell Ev's like, he's like not feeling it, right? Mm -hmm. Like he like, he's like, he's tuned out. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they're playing the records. He's like, oh yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So the last record on the CD was I had made a song over a Just Blaze beat. So, you know, uh, he's, he's flicking through. Yeah, it's cool. So the last joint comes on and he's like, he kind of sits up and he's like, he's like, this is you? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, he's like, who did this beat? I'm like, oh nah, like, you know, this is uh, Just Blaze beat. I just did a song over Just Blaze beat. He goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, that's tight. That's, that's cool. He's like, all right, yo, you mind if I play you something? And I'm like, sure. So takes my CD out. He goes, so, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but my favorite rapper is uh, Planet Asia. And he goes, uh, and I got to work on an album where I, all beats made by me with my favorite rapper. And he was oh, like, wow, you wanna, he's like, you want to hear it? Like, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he, so he, he slides it in and, and, we, and we sit back and, and I listened to almost this entire album. It was probably 80% done at the time. And he just plays all the records. And so that was like my where were you? I'm sitting there in real time at Evidence <laughs> Studio. Uh, you know, he's he's he gets a call from uh from Al Alchemist, because you know, Alchemist and Evidence, they grew up together. So they're like yeah. they're like best of friends. So Alchemist calls, he's like, Yeah, yo, I got this dude disaster in here. Yeah, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And they 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 laughing, kiki and shit. He's smoking and we we listened to the whole project. That's so that's crazy. where I was the first time I heard this album. Wow. Well, he, he beats <laughs> us, right? Yeah, oh certainly. <laughs> that's a dope story, man. Yeah. yeah, it was random. But that so you know, when I when it popped up in my Spotify, like, oh yeah, do you want to listen to this album? I'm like, I completely forgot about this album, but I was definitely there before it dropped. So let's talk about that. Why mm -hmm. did you completely forget about this album? Um, that's a good question. So I think that this vein of hip hop, a lot of it, if it's a single artist and not a group, mm -hmm. it doesn't have staying power with me. Okay. And what I mean by that is like, it, it doesn't have a lot of music that makes me connect with the artist himself. Mm -hmm. So if it's just bars for the sake of bars, but it's one artist, I typically don't gravitate to it. Interesting. I'll okay. listen to a Strong Arm Steady album, you know, the, 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 the one with the, the Mad Lib beats, Cause it's three niggas and they're just barring up. I'm yeah. cool with that. Yeah, you, can you I just get up real quick? Cause he, yeah, he, he, took, he kind of took my thunder a little bit <laughs> okay, by saying what he said, but I could understand yeah. what he means because I didn't quite forget about the album. Cause mm -hmm. I always, you know, I'm, he's like one of my favorite rappers, right? But mm -hmm. but the thing is that kind of like bar heavy uh, MCing is my favorite kind of music to listen to. Like literally, I like, I hate this. I don't, I don't know how people say this, but Rapping for the sake of rapping. Right. I like music we, we, like we that. We talk about that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like that kind of music, though. Yeah. So I like lyrics, yeah. right? I'm a lyrics first person. Like, I want to hear you use the, the language in such a way 
and paint visuals or right. have effect over the mm -hmm. beat. You know, I don't really care about the beat as much as I do the lyrics. You know, mm -hmm. the rhyme mm -hmm. got to be hard for me. And if it is, I, I'm all in, right? right? And so for me, that kind of music did stick with me. However, to Yinka's point, Strong Arm Steady was my favorite crew mm -hmm. at that time. Around mm -hmm. that 05, 06, 07 era, ahead of the Matlib album, they were like yeah. my favorite crew. Yeah. Because like you said, three distinct MCs, very different MCs, you know? Yeah. And then Planet Asia was like a slight extension of that crew yeah. because it did plenty of songs with them and Defari and um, and other offshoot members of that, that whole set. Mm -hmm. So I didn't forget about it, but I can see how it someone would right. because it was very atypical of what was in that time period. Like this, like you said earlier, like you fell out of favor with hip hop unless it was a big name. Planet Asia uh, was not it was a big a, name. It was a, a, a an artist that I had already liked. Right, 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 yeah. right. But see, you know what I mean? But you understand, but at that time, Planet Asia was not a household name and he still isn't really. But mm -hmm. at that time, he definitely wasn't, you know right, what I mean? Right. But if you knew, mm -hmm. you knew. Well, and, you. And, and to one of your earlier points, right? Like, like, if you knew, you knew with Planet Asia. But for me, I was a Cali Agents fan. Mm -hmm. And I got on to Cali Agents through Roscoe. Mm -hmm. So so Roscoe was my, was my guy. And then Planet Asia was... The, the B, almost like most deaf and Talib Kweli. Right. People got on the Talib Kweli, but it was most deaf first. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, 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 you know, Planet Asia to me was not second fiddle, but he was the Scottie Pippen to, to Rascal as a Jordan for me. <laughs> and then Evidence was the Scottie Pippen to Rocker Our Science to, for me in, in Dilated Peoples. So, when Evidence pressed play and said, I made these beats, just like you said, I had no idea the nigga made beats. Yeah. I was blown so away. I was like, I was like, wait, you made all of these beats? You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, well, Alchemist helped me on like one of them. Yeah. But, you know, I made all these beats. So, so I think there's just multiple things that were a mind-blowing kind of gumbo in that moment. But again, like you said, like, I don't know if it had the staying power for me. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, only thing I can really speak to is that... To kind of go back to your point about like me checking out, I think the thing the thing for me was is I was losing my patience for artists that kind of were kind of taking what had previously been done and like mastering it without mm. really, in my mind, without really doing anything new with it and without mm. being wholly distinct, right? So we talked about this when we talked about like little brother, mm -hmm. right? And so, and, and the other reason I why- totally I totally disagree with you about I, that, oh, but that's I, I, you, yeah. you do, right? <laughs> and like, I think one of the reasons why I'm checking out is because people who know the types of music that I like, they're pushing these artists for me. And I'm like, I'm listening to it. And I'm like, I don't really hear anything new here on board with this. Like your, your music isn't teaching me anything. And maybe that's just where my headspace was at the time. Another artist would have been someone like Lupe Fiasco. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is like, if you're just like, oh, Lupe Fiasco exists, cool. If you're like, no, Lupe Fiasco exists, he's dope and you need to check him out. I'm like, but why? Like, why are you guys like wasting my time with this? Like, listen to all this <laughs> other music that, that I think is really fascinating, right? And it sounds like a knock. It doesn't necessarily, it shouldn't come off as that. It's more like people keep bringing things to me that I'm like, and then telling me that, oh no, I need to like this. And it's just kind of like, yo, like, yo, like, leave me alone. Like, let me just be in my space, right? <laughs> I get that. And I think that, I think the thing for, for Planet Asia, and to kind of tease how I feel about this album and this artist, it's not that it's bad. First of all, it's definitely like not for me. Mm -hmm. And I think the the reason why is just because while I recognize that he he has talent, like he he's got bars, he's got lyrics, he is nice. 
I think for me, especially now, like going back to listen to an album that's released in 2006, it's kind of like cool, but I feel like there's a lot of other artists who who kind of are doing the, like similar things. Mm. And that's an unfair assessment of me, from me, considering mm. the fact that like, I don't know who all these other artists are, mm. but it's just, it's there's nothing about it that really grabs me and be like, oh no, like yeah. this is worth your time to, to check out. And yeah. so it's, it's, it's easy for me to just be like, all right, well, cool. I'll listen to it mm. and then move on to something else. Yeah. Move on to something else that I find just more interesting. And I just, yeah. I just wanted to say that to kind of explain that like, you know, it's it, it's not personal coming from me. It's not like yeah. I, I have a, a, a strong disinterest or a strong dislike in this type of stuff. It's just like, cool. It's it's yeah. great. And it's just like, there's just there's other great things I kind of want to get into that aren't this. You know? I think something else we, we, we've we spoken about on this podcast, though, and I think that that really resonates here is is I think also you, you have to kind of engage with the perspective of the artist in some mm -hmm. ways. Yeah. And one of the reasons I thought Wise would be a perfect person here, right, is because Planet Asia also is a 5%er. Right. And so there's probably lines and wisdom and shit that I t totally missed that probably went yeah. over my head listening yeah. to it. And, but I'm a Cali cat. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of the stuff that he's talking about just from a, a Cali perspective resonates with me. Neither of those things would probably resonate with you. So I Not think so it'd much. be interesting to hear, you know, just kind of how maybe certain things stuck for each of the three of us, just given our perspectives. Well, let's get into the critical reception before we do any of that. Um, Wikipedia doesn't have that much for it. They, they yeah. give us a, a three out of five from <laughs> right, right. which source was it? OK it, Player. It was OK Player. Yeah. All right. Which would have been... OK Player was was kind of on and popping at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was doing its I thing. I mean, you were your journalist at the time. Like, yeah, so, yeah. It was, so. doing, it was doing its thing at that point. I mean, it was definitely somebody. It was a site or rather a, a place where, you know, this kind of album would be on its radar yeah. and get that kind of like recognition or rather some sort of notice. I but, saw mixed reviews. I saw yeah. seven out of ten. I saw two out of five. Mm -hmm. I saw four out of five. Yeah. So, I mean. I mean to know. your point, though, it wasn't a lot of like, quantifiable, you know, reviews out there. Like, I, yeah. I didn't see much. Yeah. And, and it's, at the time, you know, I was a journalist, like, trying to get on one, right? Mm -hmm. So I read other reviews, mm -hmm. and I didn't see much on this, you know? Yeah. And I didn't write one myself, obviously. Well, then, mm -hmm. so then let me ask you, as two hip-hop artists who are in the scene at the time, the general hip-hop scene, and then mm -hmm. particularly might be into someone like like Planet Asia, mm -hmm. you got into him. Um, I forget how. How did you get into Planet Asia? I, did, I, I learned it. Uh, it was a Mad Lib song. It was a Stone Throw right. single um, that Peanut Butter Wolf put out, and it, it was a Mad Lib remix uh, mm -hmm. of a song called Definition of Ill. That's how I got into him. And so, and then you got into him by way of we'll just say Dilated Peoples. Oh right? uh, well, uh, beat, beat Junkies. I, I listened to a okay. lot of Beat Junkies uh, uh, stuff, yeah, and yeah. so yeah, in the early. It's probably around the same time as you. Uh, he was he was featured on a bunch of the Beat Beat Junkies gotcha. tapes. So as two as two hip hop artists who are in the scene from from that point of view, mm -hmm. what did what did what did the scene think about Planet Asia and about this album at the time? So I would say I would say it's interesting, right? Like your your perception of how you perceive something has to do with who brings you in the in the door. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because three years later, two, three years later, he would release a record called Pain Language with, with DJ Muggs. And Muggs is, is he's Cypress Hill, yeah. he's this, he's he's the he's the godfather of all the people in yeah. this in this era. So there was a lot more writing about it and a lot more coverage because of who brought him in the door. Makes sense. But Evidence was not known as a, as a producer at this yeah. point in time. So the person that brought him in the door, I think, 
that I don't think that there was a lot of talk unless gotcha. you really cared about these surrounding acts, which I did. So, okay. I don't, I don't, well, I think you know a lot of the guys that I were around, I was around at the time. You know, they were like you know, lyricists, rappers, freestylers, battlers, you know, what have you, and they sort of put Planet Asia in a sort of rarefied air mm-hmm. in that space because that's really what he did. I mean. If there was ever a category in hip hop called straight spitting, he would be <laughs> one of the architects of it. You right, know? right. Um, he would be one of the people who would be the founder of that style, that For style sure. and sound. Right? All these Griselda cats and all, all even Rock Marciano, like they're all like descendants of Planet Asia. Right, just straight up rhyming hard as you can, <laughs> well as you can, lyrically as you can over dusty or dope production. That's really what this is, right? Yeah. And if you were uh, somebody who was like, familiar in ciphers and freestyling and that kind of, you know, boom, bap style, especially in 06, this yeah. guy, you gravitated towards him because he had that aesthetic in him. Yep. But that's the weird thing about this album is that it's not all just that. Right. And so I don't know, I can't really quite remember how many people like received this album in particular, but mm-hmm. he himself, my peers, liked him as an MC. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll get into some highlights and some lowlights. Yinka, why? I'll, I'll start it off. Yeah, like, I'll say highlights is, I mean, really, it's him. You know, okay. Planet Asia's rapid consistency, it's like throughout the whole album, it's like, it's strong. Like, mm-hmm. that's one thing that you can say about Planet Asia is that he raps well, yep. no matter the platform. Mm-hmm. Like, he himself, if the beat isn't that great or if the hook is awful or some of the lines are cringe, he himself is in pure form. Diction, delivery, you know, voice, met, you know, metaphors, similes, all of those things right, are there, right, right? right? So Planet Asia himself as a rapper is always in pure form on his album, all across it. Now, for me, I think, too, the features were wise as well because they were very smart. Like he had Black Dot, who mm-hmm. was in a very muted role almost. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to say that he outrapped him, but he did, you know? <laughs> and... There's a particular song on here that I know we'll get in track for track, but there's a, a song called Get Active. Um, mm-hmm. And we were just talking about Strong Arm Steady and Strong Arm Steady, but two of the members are on that song with him. Right. And, you know, this is when I really got into like Strong Arm Steady and they had this whole thing called SASG, which was mm-hmm. um, Strong Arm Steady Gang. And it was mm-hmm. pretty much um, the Far Eye, um, uh, who else? Phil Agony, Mickey Slick, you know, and his whole crew, you know what I mean? Uh, who else was in that crew? Uh, it was so many. DJ Khalil, uh, yeah, all that, all those yeah, yeah. offshoot people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, they were all like kind of connected in a way, you know what I mean? And so I guess for me, seeing that song on there, showing how tight that West Coast, you know, bond was, because yeah. I mean, this guy's from Fresno, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And he's clicked up with people from Southern California. Right. And it just made California seem like this big giant. Right. Uh, uh, like, the, like the record Liquid Fusion off the Loop Pack album, right. where like you had like, you know, uh, the the alcoholics and you had Madlib mm-hmm. and Lou Pack and all of them together. Right. It just felt yeah. like California was yeah. coming together really strong. Yeah. And then with evidence like really helming the whole thing, it just made me feel like, okay, Cali got something to say. Because it was a time, you know, we didn't know that they could do that. I mean, we knew kind of with our hieroglyphics and all that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we knew Cali had some. What time is this? What, what, what year is this? I would say 06, uh, well, 03. That's interesting. Yeah, 03, mm-hmm. 06. We knew they had it. But we didn't really like as a, as a East Coaster, right? You got to think I'm coming from straight okay. East Coast bias, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm still listening to this going. I see the skill in this, you know what I mean? Mm. And that's what stuck the most with me when I when I heard this album. I just felt like they know 
exactly what they're doing. And then so he he brings in Rasco on the album. Mm-hmm. And then Evidence brings in Rock of Science, some yep. dilated on there. I mean, it was all these, like I said earlier, it felt like Cali was like becoming the Avengers. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and coming through. I feel like, um, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm sure you have more knowledge on this than I do. But I actually feel like, you know, you talked about there's a whole lane of hip hop that we haven't really discussed on this podcast. And mm-hmm. You're right. The closest that we've come to discussing it, though, would actually probably be on Soundbombing, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Because Dilated Peoples are on Soundbombing. Right. You're also on the Sway and Tech album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of that sound, like there's there's a lot of that kind of, we'll call it like underground, raw, real hip hop, just to okay. throw a generic term on it, right? Okay. There's a lot of artists that, that, that come out, you know, from, from, from Cali that are like that. You know, like you said, like Beat Junkies are from Cali, right? Yeah, and I think I think to, to your point, the only reason we 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 got to see them in that way is because DJ Babu is yeah. in Dilated Peoples. Yeah. So he's giving them he's giving them these inside looks that other niggas in Cali ain't getting. Yeah. Right. So that's why we, we were randomly seeing them. It's not because Dilated People was way better at rapping than all these other people. Gotcha. They just had the inside connect. Yeah. So I, I just, it's, it's interesting though that like, I would have thought it would have been before 2005, 2006, just because I, I feel like when I was... When I was in high school, I used to rap online a lot, uh, little rap boards, little forums and stuff like that. And I just feel like a lot of like that backpacker hip hop that that, that that we know, I feel like a lot of it sounds like it actually came from from Cal- from, from Cali, from from artists like this. Well, I you think know? I think freestyle fellowship were really the the people who were kind of helming that, and they were doing they were doing that where they were. And then you know the 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 folks that in in LA in the, in the good life, right? So, but but I just I just feel like the the the, the foothold of that was what predates this. Okay. All right. Well, I think for you know I I'll say this, and I I know what you, I know what you're getting at because for me, again, like I said, I was coming, I, I was deep in hip hop at that time because I was still doing it at that level. I was still trying to record music or what have you, and I was around people who were way into the culture, like super deep, right? I'm talking diggers and all that kind of stuff, right? I was still consuming it at a clip that. I still can't keep up with today, even with streaming, yeah. you know, but I was still at it at that time. We looked towards the, the West Coast, and if it wasn't, you know, hieroglyphics or that crew or, you know, someone else, we didn't really we didn't really regard anyone else, you but know? The, uh, there was Jurassic Five, right? Their yeah. Cali group. Yeah. There's also um, the She Keeps On Passing Me By, what was it? Uh, Farside. Farside. Farside was way predates that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's 90s. Yeah. But then, you know, like, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So you're, you're, so you're specifically, you're really uh, specifically talking about like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, so I'm saying okay. early 2000s. I'm like, I'm just saying, we just kind of like, I don't know what happened, man, because it was a time where you thought that all of the lyrics were coming out of like, you know, the Rockets era, like, yeah. you know, that's East Coast. Yeah. Eastern Conference records, you know, right. and that's East Coast. We're thinking like, See, this, I, I, I like I like to hear it from an actual journalist because yeah, I you feel know, like you know we, we from California felt that way. Yeah, you know? know what I'm saying? Like, we really felt like, at the time, I mean, and honestly, all I listened to was like Company Flow and, um, mm. you know, people like that, Army Don't of the Pharaohs. <laughs> yeah. Get on my tricks and all that kind of stuff. I was yeah. great on this side of the map gotcha. when it came to my hip hop. But then, okay. Planet Asia was an outlier in that sense because mm-hmm. he was very, very dope, you gotcha. know? He even says on one of his songs that he sounds like a dude, he has a song with Ghostface that I can't think the name of right now, mm-hmm. but he even says on the song that people think he's, um, you know, from New York, the way he talks, mm-hmm. but he's from California. He says it on the song. Because, I mean, I, you know, I as a Californian, 
I don't know that I knew any five percenters from California before. Yeah. Like I thought that was a New York thing. Yeah, same. Same. <laughs> same. And honestly, when like Born Allah and, you know, uh, E-Rule and all those guys came out, it was like a revelation to us. It's five percenters on the East Coast. Like, oh, it's a whole lot of us on the other side too. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's so weird because as you know, growing up and living on both um, sides, they're vastly different, you know? Right. How they ride, how they dress, how they talk, how they speak, how they move. Mm-hmm. All those things are vastly different, right? So for, for you to have that perception of us and us to have the perception of y'all, mm-hmm. it, it's, it makes sense if you think about it. And so for us in the mm-hmm. late 90s, early 2000s, a company flow, mm-hmm. raucous. I mean, remember the Rockets 50? They signed, they put right. out 50 albums. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. That was like a time in hip hop where we thought as if you were an underground hip hop fan, you thought East Coast ruled right. and governed over all. You didn't mm-hmm. see it any other way. Yeah. You couldn't see it any other way. Because yeah. I remember even when when Little Brother came out, everybody thought they were from New York. It was right. like, oh, no, nah, these dudes, they got to be from New York. Nah, and then nah, it's like, right, nah, yeah. they're from North Carolina. Of like, all what? places, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like, they they from where? Right. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. Well, uh, we should get on to uh, the rest of your your all's highlights. So, did you have anything else? Do you? Well, my hi- oh, no, I mean, honestly, highlights must for me. I think, like I said, I I'm a big fan of the song "Get Active." I mean, that's probably my favorite record on there. Uh, it's the one I go to now, even when I go back and listen to old Planet Asia. That's the one I really go back to, and I go. I also love the uh, title track as well, "The Medicine." Um, it's in fact, "Get Active" and, and "The Medicine" were the first two songs I heard from the album. Okay. I don't even know where I was. I think I was listening to like Nick's radio or something. Um, whatever that Baltimore station in Morgan State, I forgot the name of it. They would play like really dusty underground hip hop all the time. And I think that's where I first heard it. And my brother, my little brother used to take the shows and we would like just like run it back. And the medicine was one of those songs that to this day, I'm talking about it right now and I hear the beat in my head. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's same with Get Active. And it's what I love about that song, Get Active. And I guess we'll go track for track later, but it's just, I love to hear Planet Asia push himself as a rapper and do something different. And mm-hmm. he did something different on that record. Yeah. And I think that's what, I didn't know he could do that. That's another thing about this album too. I'm hearing him rap with different textures and styles and playing a little bit with his voice a little bit. That was the first time I really noticed uh, PA could do that. Mm-hmm. Beforehand, I didn't know he could do that. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so what are, what are your overarching highlights? I think mine are largely the same. Um, you know, Planet Asia. Uh, just he just wrapped his ass off on this on this project. Evidence just because I didn't even know he made beats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for him to right. to produce somebody's whole album, um, when when I didn't even know he was a producer is it's huge. Um, the features, uh, particularly Prodigy, because I just love Prodigy and it's, it's right. always great to hear Prodigy. But you know some of these other cats, uh, these GCM cats that I wasn't even familiar right. with, like like Killer Ben, um, you know, and and Shake the Mayor, and and all these other cats from GCM. I was like, oh wow, this is, really is a crew, and they really got bars. So I, I'd say those are my other other overarching ones. What you got? So the only thing I have overarching highlights is the um, I just kind of like the combination of like sounds and styles, like it. it if you were to listen to this album without any knowledge of like where it was from, you you might think it was some cast from New York or whatever like that, right? But then they also do have like a Cali vibe to them as well. Um, I think there's just like a combination of just multiple different things coming together, which some of it works for me, some of it doesn't, but like the fact that it's all there is like a highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of taking, taking little bits, bits and pieces here that work. 
Um, and so, you know, like I said, like the idea that you have, or like you said, the idea that you have evidence, the guy who, who, who raps, but now he's making the beats. And so mm-hmm. now we're getting his interpretation on, on music and things like that. Just mm-hmm. a combination of just things that just, you know, you're not committed to one specific, like you're, you're, it's like, right, you're from Fresno, but you're not committed to one specific thing because you're from Fresno. You're just like, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to take different things that I like from from whatever and I'm going to put them on this album. Um, and I think largely it, it mm-hmm. works for what they're trying to do. Yeah. I'm not sure if that makes sense. No, it but. does. And, and, and to your point, I think one of the things that I also liked, and I think I also, I, I cheated a little bit because I got to hear it in the studio. But just the way the way the album is mixed in terms of those textures that you're mm-hmm. talking about, like some of the sounds come at you in almost like in 3D, right? Okay. Like you'll have a, a a guitar and then a horn stab that's coming from over here, and I think just the, just the spread of the mix is really good. Yeah, right. That's another thing too. Sonically, it was like for me, you know, it wasn't like uh, dusty, uh, you know, SP1200 type beats. You know right, what I mean? like, right. It wasn't like, like it wasn't beat miners. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he wasn't rapping over beat miners type production, and he wasn't really rapping over. I don't know, Pete Rock like production, you know. Yeah. This was something a little different because it's a mix of a little keyboard itis in here, yeah. but it's also straight up boom bap. There's deep samples, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of everything happening. And, and like you said, the mix mm. on the beat was so like loud. And he himself, how they mixed his voice in the in the record, mm. he's at top of the mix, you know yeah. what I mean? And he already has a big voice. It mm. cuts through every beat that he's on. Yeah. Like you know Planet Asia is rapping when he's on the joint because his voice is like piercing through the beat. Not in a bad way, but just in a very authoritative way, you know? Yeah. You know he's there, you know? Yeah. And that's another highlight for me too, that his authority as an MC is so mm. evident and on display throughout the record, even if the song itself ain't my cup of tea, you know? Gotcha. So uh, some overarching lowlights? Well, for me, I'll, I'll say it. Okay. The R&B attempts, like the, <laughs> that, the, 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 that was the thing, you know? Yeah. like. The early, yeah, the early yeah. arts, man. Everybody had to have a record where you, you try to, to. You had to have a girl joint. You have a girl joint pandering <laughs> to that audience, and, it, and you know what the thing is? It's they never sounded like good. It always, <laughs> they always sounded like an attempt. Like you know how, <laughs> you know a guy who can't hoop, right? And he get on the court, right? And you just know he can't hoop, but he just goes for it anyway. You know what I mean? That's what that whole era is, man. Oh, They're just heaving up shots, man. This in the backboard. And like you, you the, the song I'm talking record. about in particular, we'll, I won't, I'll save the title, but it, it should be known what the song is. Oh, and, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. everybody knows what it you. is. Yeah, that song yeah, is horrible. It's and it's like, and it, it's not, and he himself really tried hard to make it work. <laughs> the funny thing is, I actually liked that song oh. back, in, back back when it, when the joint came out. Yeah. Um, but 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 I, I have to say, I'm a sucker for this whole aesthetic. I love like chop soul samples. Yeah. Um, where like the, then they they double down and have somebody sing on it. And I yeah. actually really love Jonelle personally, yeah, just because she has this like <laughs> she has this like around the way girl type of thing, kind of yeah. like Miss Jones and it. some of the you know where like I just like her voice, but. You're absolutely right. And the only thing that this so- this song reminds me of, which cracks me up, is in the early days of getting on Twitter, uh, Alchemist and Evidence used to used to tweet at each other and they would they would joke all the time. And one of the lines of jokes that they used to have would was Planet Asia pickup lines. Right. <laughs> and so so they would tweet each other and it'd be like, 
What's up, my astrological goddess? What's up? You look like Mother Isis. You look like Mother Isis. That's pretty much what the song is, too. The song is just really bad, you know, because it's so beneath who he is, you know. But also, maybe it's just who he is, too. And yeah. I got to accept sometimes that there are people who want to do these songs for their own reasons, right? Yeah. But well, it, I mean, it's interesting, though, right? Because so so he gets on the first record and he's like talking about bitches dropping their ass and how he's, he's going to pimp them in, Pre- in Fresno. And then he's got this record. And I almost don't like it and I like it. You know, like I don't like it from the right. perspective of like he's dropping super knowledge and calling the chicks queens and he loves them and he needs to ass- elevate them. And then on the next one, he's pimping them out. But then at the same time, niggas be doing that though, that like for real. That is true. <laughs> so. and like I mean, it's a, it was it's a it's hard to say. It's complicated, right? It's hard to yeah. it's hard to give it one, you know, brush stroke of right. like what it exactly. means, really. You know what exactly. I mean? Honestly, it it it's it's kind of it's hard to hear sometimes. You know what I mean? It's also hard to ignore. So low lights, uh, that's one of them. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't really care for like the opening song. The opening song, really? Nah, but I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why, and I'm gonna tell you this is this is real. Um, petty of me, you know. <laughs> I, at the time at 06, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't really like loud ass, like what I what I would always call it the whistle. Like this, I didn't like loud ass samples in my music. Oh, you know, wow. I like muted, quiet. You know, I wanted to be low, muddy. Mm-hmm. That sample when it comes on on the, uh, the first album of song uh, prescription, mm-hmm. it's so freaking piercing. Like it's like. And I don't like it. It, it, like, it, it just turns <laughs> oh, me off. Okay. And what's funny is Asia is spitting his ass off on this Hell record, yeah. right? Like, like he is going in, but I hate the beginning so much of it. Like, because he's rapping acapella, right? And that mm-hmm. sound is in my head. And mm-hmm. I can hear it in my head now. And it's like, I want to just hit skip in my brain, right? But I, I tolerate the, the, the song because the next joint, uh, Dick Ropes, is so good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's one of those things where I just don't really love to open it. I, I think I would arrange this album a lot differently if I had it had it my way. One of my overarching lowlights is sequencing as well. Mm-hmm. Do you have um, any overarching lowlights? Um, I would say uh, sequencing is definitely yeah. a, an overarching lowlight. And I would say another one... I don't, I don't know who was the executive producer. I don't know if it was Evidence or That's it was question. PA, but, or maybe them together. But like... I think they made several decisions that I definitely would not have made. One of them being the way this album was sequenced. And so just executive production in general, I think I would say might be a low light. All right, so I have two. Mm-hmm. So the first is, I'm not a big fan of the song writing. Not okay. the lyric. Lyrics okay. are fine, okay. right? But some of the song writing I felt was a little generic. And this is what I was okay. talking about when I say that you know, you 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 have MCs or you have artists who are kind of taking what hip hop artists were doing like back six years ago, and they've refined it, but they haven't really. Ago, I said damn. six years ago, oh, so like ninety eight, ninety nine. So I'm saying, I was like, you you've taken like the underground sound, like that rocket sound from from like ninety eight, ninety nine, and you've refined it and it's polished. But you haven't really done anything else new with it, and mm-hmm. I feel like. Some of the song structures, some of the hooks, mm-hmm. like what they mm-hmm. like. It's really, really, really basic stuff. Now, at the time, if I were still in the hip hop, I probably wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. But given that I'm going back to listen to this and I'm like, nah, that's kind of a little boring to me uh, for, 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 for some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that there could have been more creativity in terms of how some of the songs were, were layered and structured. Mm-hmm. Um, the other overarching low light is that the features from the prominent artists, 
I like if you didn't tell me that that was Black, Black Thought, Thought, I wouldn't know. Oh yeah, and yeah. if you didn't tell me that that was Prodigy, it would have taken me a while. Really? Wait, is that Prodigy? It it does not sound like a like a Prodigy feature the way other Prodigy features sound like Prodigy features. Okay, to me, I could I could hear it, but I was kind of like, wait, is that? I guess that's Prodigy. Mm-hmm. And so like the way that they sounded, they didn't sound like their normal selves to me. Mm. Um, especially Black Thought. Like I could, I had to guess that that was Black Thought on the track because yeah. it said it. But I'm like, this isn't. This doesn't sound like him lyrically. Yeah, and it doesn't really sound like his voice. Mm-hmm. So uh, you say it's like, are you imitating Black Thought? Like he just <laughs> put his credit there. Like I don't know. Yeah. So that's that was kind of that was something that was a little disappointing. But those and, are, those are my own. And I'll I'll, I'll, I'll double down on what you're saying in, in that like. Like Black Thought, somebody that when you see his name, you're like, yeah. oh, shit. You, know, like, you see record, him yeah. on the schedule and you're like, okay, we got to yeah. rest up for this game, right? Yeah, so right. like, he gave him a, a, a throwaway verse. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to just keep it a thou. Like, that's a throwaway Black Thought verse. Yeah. Um, additionally, I want to say um, Crondon, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of oh, Crondon's verse here. And, and I, you know, I, I like Crondon, like as a person. Like, I've, I've met Crondon. He's a cool, cool cat. One so of the I'm, coolest. Yeah, super nice guy. Uh, but... Just wasn't really feeling him here, but 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 I I thought it was dope what he was talking about his whole story of like how he was a promoter and you know he was promoting these other artists and they weren't even as good as him and I love the story, just what wasn't really feeling. Yeah, Crondon had a fan club. I'd be the president, the CEO, yeah, uh, okay. the COO. I am a huge Crondon fan, and yeah. I could talk ad nauseum about how great I think he is as a songwriter mm-hmm. and a ghostwriter. If you didn't know that about him, he wrote songs yeah. for Snoop Dogg and uh, yeah, but, a whole lot of other people. But, He's like, but we 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 will fight on uh, in search of Stony Jackson because I feel like there are multiple songs that Crondon ruined on. Oh man! <laughs> and I love you, Crondon. You're a great dude. I just oh my god. Yeah, really, we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, Cron <laughs> um, is one of my favorite rappers in the world, man. He's and, a really cool cat, and man. he also is a amazing human being, like one of the warmest individuals yeah. you oh, ever dope. meet in your that's life. Really like, seriously. Yeah. That's not, that's not hyperbole at all. And my my last, because we were talking about features, my last one that I'll highlight that I was not really feeling is Defari. And I love Defari. To me, as one of the best rap voices. Like, I just have always loved his voice. I love the fact that he still was a teacher at the same time while he was putting out albums with with these amazing acts. But man, I, I wasn't feeling his verse on that. I'm a big Defar Hayru fan, and I am, mm-hmm. but that wasn't his best performance, though. Yeah. So, do you want to just say our track highlights, or do you actually want to go track for track? I'll leave it up to you because both of you guys are more familiar with this album than I am. A track for track works because I think it's a lot to talk about with each track. All right. So then, what we're gonna do is we'll, we'll we'll discuss each song, and then we can say whether or not it's a highlight or low light for us, or just you know okay. if we're neutral about it. So I guess we'll start off with the the prescription. So for me, the prescription is a highlight, and you know, I mean, I'll tell you why it's a highlight. I mean, because I was sitting there in the studio with the guy who made the shit and he pressed play and the first thing that came out of the speakers was Millie Jackson's voice which Millie Jackson to me is one of my favorite artists to sample I love her I love how she gets on tracks and she just be like yeah whatever you you should have bought the last motherfucker like (laughs) that's such a great sample if you bought that one I wouldn't wouldn't have have to be be doing doing this this one one. (laughs) that was great that was dope and then, and I love even, you know, pause, but at the very beginning of the joint, he says, I'm soaking wet now. And then you can hear like the sounds, uh, like it sounds like somebody going, like walking through like mud or water or something, like all the different sound effects. And then it's just like, you know, then you hear Millie and and, and the, the beat starts to swell up. And then the first words you hear is, 
who's the hardest independent artist? The judgment is now, and he just starts rhyming, and then then the synths start coming in, and the beat drop. Like he was he was hard on him for sure. I, yeah. I do like it when the beat breaks, mm-hmm. when it gets that midpoint. Uh, when the beat breaks, the I'm beat. like, oh, okay, this is yeah. kind of dope. The, the beat leading up to that. I'm, I think I might have to side with uh, with Brother yeah. Wise over here. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, I didn't like that. that. Now it goes, it gets better. Now, can I? Yeah, it gets better. Yeah, mm-hmm. can I call it a midlight? Because yeah, like, like, midlight. Because that's what it is for me. Because yeah. I don't like how it starts. Yeah, uh-huh. but I love how it ends. And he himself again he raps is rapping off. his yeah. ass off, right? Yeah. So that's what I love about the song. Okay. Yeah. The lyrics are great. All right. So uh, yeah, thick ropes. I'll let you talk about it. It's a highlight for me, man. I love that song. I don't know. I I can see why somebody wouldn't like put it uh, like in their their highlight. But for for some reason, I just like the way. Okay, here it is. I figured it out just now. He's talking about it. He's spitting on this track. That's right, right. But you hear the the vocal tone that he uses on the first song. It's kind of high, a little higher, a little agitated. Like he's really rapping from his diaphragm. Mm -hmm. On the second joint, he's rhyming in a lower register. He's rhyming Mm -hmm. almost as if he's talking a bit. You know what I mean? Using his natural voice a bit. It's already a big voice, right? Mm. And that's the Planet Asia I also know today. Mm. You know, so that's why I kind of resonated with that one. So that's yeah. why yeah. it's a highlight. His vocal tone for me was less jarring than it was on the prescription. Yeah. I have mixed feelings about the record. I think it's too long. It is a long. Um, and I think it kind of it kind of stalls at some point. However, I like the fact that he comes in barring up on the first record. And then the second record, he tells you, which is one of my favorite things about Dilla. Dilla, you know, people will put their backpacks on and talk about how much they love Dilla. And Dilla will get on a song and be like, I'm about all the ignorant shit. I got a fucking <laughs> yeah. chain swinging down to my dick and your hoes on me and I'm throwing money in the strip club. I love I love that because I think that's that's human, right? And so I love how Planet Asia comes on the second record and he's talking about bitches shaking their ass to his record and his chain and his song's called Thick Ropes. I like that because it tells me that he's like human and he's like a, a like a three-dimensional uh, figure and i also love some of the bars here i wrote down one right here where he says um <laughs> and there's nowhere to hide my killers hit you on your chirp with threats and you hear the chirp like i'm like yo like i yeah. love this shit yeah yeah <laughs> he's barring up on the joint so, he definitely yeah. he definitely bars up um but you know me i also like song structures as well this mm. isn't uh it's not a highlight for me it's not a low light either i'm mm. just kind of neutral about it generally speaking um I did not like the way this album starts like tracks like one through six. It takes me a while for me to actually get into the album. Yeah, the one I thing I'll say about this beat I thought was interesting is that he kind of takes like like the like a late 90s approach to like an underground, like almost like a DITC record, like mm-hmm. a show show showbiz and AG. I was telling you that before. Yeah, but then he mixes it with like like the like the the synthetic horn right. tuba from like a DJ Toop or right, something like that. Right, from like right. like something that so he's like a, yep. got a, a mix between like showbiz and AG and like TI yeah. on here yep. with the beat. I just thought that was kind of interesting that he combined those two styles. And I think he does that throughout the project. Yeah, and he it's does something that I like. Um, he has a Cali the a Cali um swing to the drums yeah. and the claps, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the snares are yeah. are Cali. But then the 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 sample choices are very like East Coast digging in the grates, like you know. So I like the marriage of that with then the instrumentation layered on top of yeah. it. Yeah. So For I thought me, it was I always was... like the beats very bright, you know, like the they were they, they were, were very bright, especially this one yeah. too. Yeah, you know what I mean. They were yeah. very bright, mm-hmm. but the samples themselves were a little bit on the dustier side. But the beats themselves sort of like splashed like a lot right, of color right, over right, the music. Right, so right. gotcha. Yeah. Right. All right. So get active. We gotta let my oh, man. man. So, he loves this is your highlight, right? <laughs> this is a, a huge, a, a huge highlight for me because right. one, I gotta take it back a little bit. Just a quick, quick little caveat. 
Mm-hmm. Feel the Agony has been nice to me since 1994. Yes. Yo, right? Feel the Agony been nice forever. Right, since 1994. Yeah. I mean, this guy is still good to me. Yeah. And he's part of the Barbershop MCs yeah. out of uh, Crescent Heights yeah. out there. Uh, I, When I say I love Feel the Agony more than most MCs, I do, man. Now, he's yeah. like, I can't, I wish I could rap like that. He's that good to me. But Feel the Agony is like a nigga who, like, you throw a beat on and he'll rap for 30 minutes just freestyling off, just off dome, the top. And it'll, it'll be good. Oh, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be some <laughs> legendary stuff, man. Yeah. But one thing about this song is that it's, it was the first song that had a knock to it that felt like gritty, mm. hard, you know, mm. you know what I mean? And like, right. With the little guitar. Yeah, right. it, yeah. it was just hard as nails, right? Yeah. And then the way they're rapping, they're all using that kind of like scattered <laughs> style. I didn't like that. You didn't like that? No, and he, and he knows why. Yeah. Because, especially the, so, Krondon comes in at the end. He's yeah. a second. Verse. So, Krondon is a second. So, mm-hmm. Phil the Agony is a third. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Phil the Agony is fine. But Krondon takes what Planet Asia does doing, and basically and, just copies it and yeah, it gets repetitive. I agree. And that's what I talk I about. I like, agree. That, that, that's why it's like, look, I'm here for the spitters. I'm mm. here for it, right? Mm. But like Corrupt needs a Daz Dillinger. Yeah, Corrupt is yeah, a spitter. Yeah, yeah. But you need someone who can also make me a song. I agree. And I'm like, you need like that that song arrangement like it it matters yo. I agree it with matters. him I would if 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 Planet Asia did it and then and then Krondon came on and he did something totally different yeah. I would have been like that's ill yeah. but the fact that they all tried to employ the same style <laughs> Phil's not as bad it, Phil, yeah. Phil is fine at the end but Krondon the way he does that and like and that's what like things like that because when I when I approach this music, right, it's I'm not just approaching it from a hip hop perspective. I'm approaching mm-hmm. it from a musical perspective. Right. Got it. And I like a lot of different music. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I listen to the way like this is one of the reasons why I love the Beatles so much. It's mm-hmm. like people might think that the, the Beatles are old and boring, or whatever. It's like, no, like they do a lot of interesting things throughout the song that I'm like, they switch it up here and there. Like right. you pay attention. Like, and it and it is one of those things where like you don't really notice it because it just flows so well. Yeah. But when you notice that the second when you notice it like all right the first person is doing something very specific with his verse mm-hmm. and then the second person does the same thing it's kind of like yeah. i just I'm, I'm immediately i'm like uh yeah. nah yeah. nah so i i don't dislike it i agree what you say about the um i agree what you say about like like about the beat it's got some force right. you got that guitar in there it's dope right. but i'm just like i like i need that song arrangement but it's not not necessarily a diss it's not a knock yeah. it's just not really for me. I think it. I think it was because I like it. I liked it so much because it was a different style for Asia yep. too. Yeah, that's really agree. another thing. And I'm like I told you before. I'm into hearing MCs do things, do different yeah. things. that they normally don't. Do. And that yeah. is definitely outside of Planet Asia's comfort zone. So yeah. that's, that's so. That's I think I, like I agree it. with both of you. Yeah. I like what you like about this, which is that Planet Asia stepped out of his comfort zone and it gave me an SASG record. So I got to hear yeah. guys that I love, and they're all clicked up. Like, yo, we here. But what I don't like is when I'm on the second verse and the second yeah. verse guy trying to do the same thing the yeah. first verse guy's doing and I'm starting to get bored. Yeah, yeah I get it. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't it wasn't perfect, but I I, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so all the names featuring uh, cuts by DJ Babu, which is a highlight for me. Yo, just, so, just not the song, just anytime he had DJ Babu. So I was up. I was wondering because I didn't see it written. Did Babu do those cuts? Yeah, he did. He did. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't know that. I yeah. felt like and and this is gonna sound bad. And I've met Babu as well. Also a great guy. But 
those cuts felt a little sloppy to me. They, they're not his best. I just yeah. like that he was cutting. Well, yeah, I like, I like that I like, too. I'm a sucker for that. I'm yeah, a sucker yeah, yeah, yeah. for DJs on the record. That's, I that's, am too. That'll get me every time. And, and I mean, you heard even on, on the record, P, uh, Planet Asia says uh, something about like real hip hops when you hear the DJ scratch. You yeah. know, so you could tell they're trying to it's, create that aesthetic. It's not his best scratching, but like, we talked about set. We we talk about we mentioned sound bombing too all the time, and we have right. an album that we have an episode dedicated to that. Yeah, and like I love that album so much. So it's just like mm. you know when I hear Babu scratching on this, I'm like I just I'm just yeah. instantly gonna like it because yeah. I have such an affinity for for that record. And another thing to say about this is that is that you know I think we're still in a time frame where. Underground hip hop is distinctly one thing and mainstream hip hop is distinctly something different. They're starting to combine, but there's kind of two different worlds. And so it's fun to, when like one of the worlds calls to the other. So yeah. here you've got, you know, Lil Wayne, who's one of the biggest rappers in the whole fucking planet at the time. And, you know, they're calling to him with with uh, Go DJ, which is one of the biggest yeah. records ever of that the last his, few years. That was his biggest record. At the time. Yeah, probably. In his whole career, probably. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, the, it's an underground cat scratching this super mainstream cat. So, but, but the, you know, that but, calls the, to it. But the vocal, the lyric that he chooses to sample is also really dope. I'm out the medicine, I'm better than all of them. Like that, yeah. I was like, all right, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. medicine. That to, me, and, and to me, again, that, that record is, is a highlight just for that very reason alone. Yeah. Like I'm a sucker for that sort of like aesthetic, you know, MC DJ kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Give DJ the DJ a bit of light to get busy. And like you said, it wasn't his best work. And no, to, I didn't know it was Babu until today. Yeah. So how about Babs that? is usually precise. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. So I, I I I was surprised a little at how sloppy. Babs what would it, what would what what if he did it on purpose though? What if that was like his aim? to be a little less, uh, you know, underwhelming. I don't know. I'm going to keep it a, a, a beam with you. I can tell by the way the the this cu cut sounds mm -hmm. that he's scratching probably on a CDJ. Um, and, he, and it's an MP3. And that's why yeah. it sounds like that. Uh, because it does, if it, it, because if it was like vinyl, yeah. yeah, it would have sounded way better. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay, that makes yeah. sense. I'm not that technical. So, yeah. Nevertheless, it's, it's not, the song isn't a highlight for me, but there are things about the song that I, that I like. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, so now we get into all right, over your head. Right? All right, Outlaw wants to kill this song, so, so go, go for so it. So this is a low light for me, and the reason why it's I a could low tell, light, I could already tell. It's not that I, it's not that I hate the song, right? <laughs> but we already talked about how the fact that like Black Thought is featured on here. Yet yep. this is not, this is not Black Thought to me. Yeah, you know, like this is just someone who like happened mm. to spell his name the same way, but it's like, <laughs> it's like a character missing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or it's like, it's yeah. like, you know, it's a, it's black thought with a Q instead of a G in thought. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's what this that's is. Funny, so, to me, this sounds like, this is lazy. Yeah. And it sounds lazy. like, it sounds like don't say nothing era uh, uh, roots, which if you remember, don't yeah. say nothing was a record where black thought was right in the hook. And then he just mumbled some shit. Yeah, just to and then they were like, the no, and then they we were like, like no, 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 keep that. Yeah, keep right? that. Right. So, like, huh? so even that record was lazy. This sounds like a lazy version of a lazy song. The the other thing for me too is that, like I said, I didn't like this opening run of songs. And by the time we get to over your head, I'm just like, I'm kind of like bored. Okay. And so the sequencing of this record, like where it comes yeah. after the first four tracks, I'm like. Yeah. yeah. No, don't get me wrong. The album definitely livens up for me, right? Yeah. But just here, it's just kind of like, yeah, this is just well, a it's a, it's a, I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. It's another mid, mid, like, yeah, yeah, okay. like it's right in the middle. I'm neutral on yeah, it because that's how I, feel too. I, I like, I don't like hear right. Black Thought was so underwhelming on that, and oh, I was yeah, like, come yeah. on, man, you, you're rapping like, you know, like you're some '70s pimp. You know what I mean? <laughs> but 
Planet Asia warmed it up though. Yeah. And you know, he warms it up. Cool. And I do like the hook. I like the yeah. I like the hook how they shouted each other out. But it's like, what is the hook saying? He's just like, say this, I need him. I need him. But they shot each other out on that. That's why I like Don't be scared. Just don't be scared. It's like, all right. Yes. Cool. Well, the bridge, I want to say. The bridge um pre you know, predating the hook, I guess. However, you're right. You guys are right. It's not a it's not a wonderful song at all. Asia was barring up though. But he himself he was barring up. Proving my point that yeah. across the album he carries it on the for track. sure. Yeah, for no, sure. no, he Duke, Duke has been no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you if you were to go to to Black Thought and be like, "Yo, Planet Asia got you on on a song," you wouldn't disagree. And you play this for him, he'd be like, "I did this I, song." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even remember this shit. That was a high, that was a high <laughs> moment for them. Yeah. 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 All right, so the next one we we've already teased this, but. Uh, I'm in love with you, featuring Jonah. Planet Asia pickup line. <laughs> so here's what. So is this a low light for me? It's actually not a low light because I, I actually like the I like the scratching that they did on me the hook too. or I'm like the, the sample move on the I like that. Yeah, that's just fire. I think the beat kind of gets repetitive and it gets a little mm-hmm. boring, and it mm-hmm. sounds like something that like. Ghostface would have done like two years prior, but just made it sound better. Mm, you know, like when yeah. Ghostface was making like his like generic like love songs with yeah, like old yeah. school samples. Yeah, yeah, but he those are better than this. Yes, yeah, it's cool. like he yeah. tried to do that, and then he got yeah, Janelle yeah. from Round Around, right, and like right. we we spoke before about Janelle, how you right. like her, and I'm yeah, like, I like her. yeah, I'm not really sure she can carry it. And this yeah. to me is an example of her not carrying yeah. it well. She I think I have a thing for dog. like women that have like. This around the way, girl. I get it. Yeah, no, I get it. I just, I don't, yeah, I don't like it though. This. It's a low <laughs> life for me. I know you hate it. Uh, it's a low life for me. I don't like these uh, kind of songs, uh, man, because it sounds like you're trying to catch one. Yeah. It's like, it's like either, either do what Ghostface does or do what Ja Rule does. Yeah, you know. But what yo, I mean? this is this is what Ghostface does for Planet Asia. Yeah, I just think that like. Ghostface just does Ghostface it just has so much like character. Yeah, He's he such does. a such a character that it's just yeah. different. You know, Planet yeah. Asia was rapping his ass off on it. It was still bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't do it, man. Yeah. That's so don't get better than this. Such and such and such yeah. suckable tits. Like, all right, cool. Oh man, man it was rough. Astrological <laughs> goddess. You look like mother mother Isis. Oh man, that was rough. Man. The, the other thing I had to say about this is that um I don't I think at the time I probably didn't care, but listening back. When you with that that intro, mm-hmm. when you have like some old like soul record that you mm-hmm. like speed up and like yeah. that was oversaturated at the time. Yeah, um, I go back and listen to it now, and I think that's one of the reasons why there's certain Kanye records that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, yo, like I'm so over it. Like I'm just yeah, I I'm chirped that. out of it. I loved that aesthetic in the time. To- in the time, at the time, it did. Right? I yeah, loved it, yeah, but now yeah. I don't really yeah. Yeah. gravitate towards it. All right, so that's all me. It's my first highlight. Okay, talk about yeah. it. I think it's just because it's it's got that combination of like that kind of like West Coast bounce a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, it's got this, there's like this big gravitas about the song. It sounds it sounds weighty, mm-hmm. and it's just like I, I kind of like that hook. That's mm-hmm. on me. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's simple, but it I think it's effective, and it doesn't sound lame like some other attempts mm-hmm. of this might sound lame. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think it works to. Yeah, yeah. Like it just, it just works. I got a little bounce to it. So, yeah. you know, from 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 the from the musicality perspective, I'm like, all right, you, you've got my yeah. attention now, and this this starts my run. Yeah. There's like there's like five or six tracks in this run that I'm like, yo, I can I can rock with this. Okay. So that's this is this is this is my first first highlight. It's a, it's a highlight for me too, okay. but also because it was also it was the first time 
be leaning into evidence production and going, oh, you can yeah. do this too. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, yeah. you're really a producer, producer. Right. Like, you're making beats, beats, yeah, you know? Yeah. It was not my favorite beat on the album, by yeah. bar. I would say Get Active is still that for me. But I, I think that hearing him do this kind of beat was a, a revelation for me. Then him, you know, Asia himself was was good on it. You know what right. I mean? Again, a, a lot of the beats may not always deeply resonate, like, immediately, but... Mm-hmm. Asia carries it like I guess he, he, you know he does I think the thing that I like about this for, from his approach is that he he borrows a lot of well he and evidence they borrow elements from a lot of different things but there is their own unique personality on yeah. this and like and that's one of the themes about this podcast when we talk about artists like you know if nothing else, at least have like a unique personality. And I feel like mm-hmm. I, even though he has borrowed some things from other artists here, mm-hmm. there is enough. I'm like, nah, this is like Planet Asia doing his own thing with it. Yeah. So I, I, I fuck with it. Yeah. I think the thing that I like the most about this record is actually um, just like this restored me to like, oh, this is a Cali album. Yeah. Um, and so that's on me means something to us from yeah. California. Like yeah. talk okay. like that. Get active. That's something that means something yes. to us, oh, right? Okay. You know. So it's like. Yep. When I hear Cali slang and I hear certain things, even like you said, the kind of me, 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 the swing of it is all Cali. And so that's what I liked about it. Yeah, that is, that's, a, that's a good yeah. way to put it too. All right. So now we got uh, On Your Way 93706. Do so, I have to say the numbers or can I just say On Your Way? Oh, uh, well, so he's that's that's his zip code. Is that what yeah, it is? Um, oh, yeah, that makes that's sense. A, yeah, that's his zip code. Um, So, you know, I'm not from Fresno, so I don't really, you know, I don't really know so much about that. But I think... um. This whole like kind of crush groove sound never really did it for me. And I remember when I was in when I was sitting in the studio and they played this record, I was just kind of like, eh, what are y'all trying to do? But I actually really like the part at the very end when he shouts out Mac Dre and then he does yeah. that like that little hook. He's like, um, uh something that's something like when a pistol spits. I wish that was the hook. Because I liked okay. that part be- the best of the whole song, but I didn't love this song. It's just a melee to me. So it's it's a highlight for me because I appreciate references to things that like I appreciate references to like a, an old school sound, and like you said, it's got the crush group sound, which mm. I'm not necessarily a big fan of. Mm. But the fact that you reference it, I actually think he they executed pretty well here. Mm. Um, and so because I think that they got it to work. It's a highlight for me because yeah. we talked about um, on the Corrupt album mm-hmm. when they tried to do that whole old school aesthetic and it didn't land on the on the loose cannons. Oh, right? okay. how how they, yeah, they tried yeah, to do yeah. that old school thing and it just the whole mm-hmm, NWA mm-hmm, thing like mm-hmm. it just didn't land. Yeah, I think it actually lands here and I think it works. And because of that, I'm like, nah, like I see what you did here. It's yeah. also it's in my run, so yeah, this is a highlight for me. Yeah, it's a highlight for me for that reasons that you say it's a highlight for you. Yeah. I like that sound. Yeah. I, there's something about that sort of like old school sound I yeah. you know I didn't really like I was a junkie for hip hop man I bought it all man you, my, in my mom's house right now right here in PG County I have tapes and records of from the 80s all up to the 90s right. I wasted a lot of money but <laughs> yeah. because of that I also learned to hear a lot of things and that that song reminds me of that old stuff yeah. I was listening to in my mom's basement you know right. and then too I like to hear him Give props to where he's from. Always, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for an MC. Yeah. Big it up his hometown. That's always going to win for me. You know, even yeah. if it's not my favorite song, I like hearing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's dope. And I, you know, I think that time frame, even on Loose Cannons, right? Like, mm-hmm. it predates me in terms of what yeah. I what I listen to. So, so I don't I don't hear Crush Groove shit and and like it doesn't resonate with me. Like, oh, I remember where I was or anything like that. Right. So, I think that's also something to keep. That in works mind. too. Yeah. yeah. 
So now we have uh, get down or lay down. I so this is where my this. run starts. This is where your run starts. This right. is where my run starts. I I love this record. Um, and I you know and I love Gold Chain music. I love that he's he's got his own clique of people. This is the most to me the most like strong arm steady record that doesn't feature strong arm steady <laughs> on here. And so I just love this shit. I love the transitions between the different artists where yes. you know the first dude comes through and he's talking about uh. Your homeboy telling you, get down, my nigga. And then when PA comes on, he just commands the shit out of the track. Mm. He says, um, at first, niggas think they might have been harder, but now my shit is everywhere, dog, like vitamin water. It's yeah, like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this nigga's pro a problem. So yeah. I love this record. Vitamin yeah. water was popping up around that It time. was everywhere. Yeah. What? I, I, like... I heard that line outside. I was like, I was like yeah. I grinned when I heard it. So. <laughs> <laughs> he killed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a highlight for me, too, man. It's, it's not a highlight for me, although there's a lot of things I like about this song. So mm -hmm. I love the... I do like a good, like, hip-hop cypher, mm -hmm. right? And I like I like going back and forth between this, with the three cats on here, right? Yeah. I do like that. Um, generally, I like the beat. I love the sentiment of the hook. Get yeah. down or lay down is a yeah. sentiment, is a really good sentiment. Uh -huh. But I think that shit sounds lame to me. Like I really? get down or lay down and to hear it mm -hmm. every I think it's like every four bars you hear it. Is every four or every, well, that's, how the beat, that's how the beat sounds, I know, but I know. then they say it maybe like every it just know, it sounds it sounds kind of gimmicky, a little repetitive for it, me. It's it. not it's not bad. It is not a low light because it, it just like for me, I'm just like eh. I could do without that. But that being said, though, like, I, if, if it's a highlight for you, like, I get it. I yeah, get I feel it. the opposite way. Okay. And, you know, he and I are, are fans of, of, of Strong Arm Steady. Like, okay. I could see Strong Arm Steady making this exact song. It would have killed yeah. it. Um, but Planet Asia would have been even better like he was with his, yeah. with his bar. You know what I mean? So, it, yeah, it works for me. And then gotcha. the whole get down or lay down. I mean, you know, it just works. I guess I it just, you. I guess it, it all comes together. It coalesces so well for me. I don't know. Mm. I can't say a bad thing about it for some reason. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. So now we get into uh, the medicine. The medicine. Yeah, the, uh, the title so track. I felt like this should have been track two. Or what? Okay. Like, yeah, like, yeah. so, like, yeah, like, this should have been, like, the first record, the first real record on here. Like, it's 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 the title track. It's saying everything that it needs to say. He's barring the fuck up. The beat's yeah. just going. Like, it's, it's perfect to me. So this is a highlight for me. And, yeah. you know, we talk about rappers who are just, like, spitters or, like, rapping for the sake of rapping. And I think that sometimes it works for me and sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It depends on the beat. Mm -hmm. And this is like a spitter's beat. This is yeah. one, it's another one like... Like spit. It's, yeah, exactly. It's another yeah. one like spit from show, Showbiz and AG, where right. it's just like, all right, I just got this beat and I'm just going to spit. Right. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want an entire album of that if, mm -hmm. if, it's, if we're just doing something with music. And if you have songs where you're trying to actually make songs, mm -hmm. then... I think rapping for the sake of rapping can kind of get tired. But when you have a track where you just spit and you just yeah. barring up and you have a beat like this, thumbs up for me. This is also one of the most Fresno records on here. Yeah, to is me. that right? And, okay. and one of the things he says, um, he says, some, some, fucking with me, I leave you under the town, covered in cow, probably somewhere in the Central Valley. And like, if you know how Cali is laid out, like he, He's from Fresno, so that's just south of like where the Bay Area is, right? And then you have this whole area of California that's just truck stops and, and cow pastures. And then you have Southern California. Gotcha. So what he's basically saying is, I'll leave you under that area where it's nothing but cow. 
And so, like, I just I feel like he has, that, like, that specific, like, bars that are specific to being from Fresno, being from Cali. I love that. It was a very visual song. And it's a highlight, yeah. obviously, for me. Um, gotcha. It's one of the first records I heard yeah. from the album. No, it's just dope. And, and, and honestly, I wish it were higher in the uh, track list. because yeah. it's, It probably should be. It, it would have grabbed people more. Because mm, it, yeah. being so buried deep in the playlist, I mean, in the track list, it just uh, kind of ruins its effect. But it's a yeah. great, great song all the way through for me. Completely gotcha. agree. And... I almost always like any song that has louder, that, yeah, that louder that chopped yeah, into yeah. it. I love that sample. Yeah. It's such a great vocal yeah, sample. It does work. <laughs> All right, so now we have Sticky Move featuring Prodigy. And this is one where like, I want it to be a highlight, but I don't, I don't, Prodigy doesn't, it just doesn't feel like a Prodigy feature to me. I know I know mm. it does for y'all, it's just not for me. It just doesn't feel like a Prodigy feature, even though he's featured on it. Yeah. It's not his it most commanding feature, but man, I tell you what, so, I, as a producer, have tried to sample this exact same phrase. Many people have, right? It's it's great. Alchemist has sampled it uh, before. I think he also is is a co-producer here. But I love this sample. Mm -hmm. Um, I love how they chop it so it like it cuts before the end or the tail end of it. I think DJ Revolution did the cuts on here. Okay. I love I love the I, I even like the cock back bust. Go chains, platinum. I like the hook. I like everything about this shit. And then Prodigy comes on. It's not Prodigy's best verse, but it doesn't need to be. Like he does exactly what I need. I don't mind that it's not his best verse. I just even like his voice. Like the way I'm used to hearing Prodigy. Oh, Prodigy's on here. And then I'm listening to him. I'm like, wait, I thought Prodigy was on here. Yeah. Like that's kind of like what 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 happened for me. Yeah, I I went to the record like diving in, hoping that Prodigy (laughs) was gonna come kill it. Yeah. And he didn't quite do that. But to Yika's point, it wasn't like the worst prodigy I've heard. Yeah. I've heard worse prodigy verses. Yeah. It, it was it was serviceable, you know. Yeah. It, at, at the very least, it, it it worked for what it was doing. Yeah. And Killer Ben, you know, I don't know, that yeah. wasn't. I mean, I love Killer Ben. He was ben. fine. Yeah, I like him. I like Killer Ben a lot. I think Killer Ben is one of the best out. I mean, he's really good. Yeah. Even before he got after he got you know he got dropped from aftermath, but even back when he was aftermath, he was dope back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. He was serviceable here too. Mm-hmm. Planet Asia own the song yes let's just say that it's yeah. a highlight for me yeah and and i mean you know that that sample to me just even by itself without what they did to it for the beat it sounds like a superhero like it sounds like a superhero's theme song or the, the avengers are coming or something yeah, so true. it's already crazy and then you know you put the cast that i love on it so i mean and don't nobody tie peas but the h-a-v-o-c so I just I, I, I loved it, man. I, I love the sound bed at the end, that last like minute or so when mm-hmm. I think someone is speaking on top of it. I actually wish that they made a, a song out of that little sound bed at the end. I think it's incredible. So the the part that you're talking about that's that's not the sound bed uh, or that's over the sound bed is is that that clip from that movie right where the lady the ladies uh, yeah. is is speaking jive to, yeah. the, to the dude who gets who gets I think uh, that's her on, injured is on that the airplane on the, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always love that. Clip whenever I see it, I just it like that that beat though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have mixed feelings about the clip. Um, oh, whatever. Man. Just because I'm like, you think it's like coonery or something? It's a little, a little bit. Yeah, I get it. I, yeah. I can see what yeah. yeah. Um, but that's 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 neither here nor there. I just wish that like that little whatever that beat. I wish they mm. made a full song out of that. Yeah. That beat is crazy. Yeah. Um, so that actually ends my run though. Even though it's not a hot eye for me, that's still my run. And then mm. we get into Ghetto's Thirsty, which I believe. Yeah. Y'all like this one, I think. It's still in my run. I don't love it, but it's it's in the run. Um, but I think you have to have this record in order for this to be a Planet Asia record. 
Yeah. Why is that? Uh, it's conscious. He's okay. he's a conscious artist. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I think maybe you can speak to it a little bit more. Well, yeah. I, so, I think that, yeah. you know, Gellos Thirsty said a highlight for me, obviously, because of the themes that he's trying to address there. You know, I think, you know, throughout the album, especially up to this point, all you heard is a whole lot of bars, right? Yeah. And, I mean, well, besides that terrible girl record, but <laughs> you hear a lot of, like, bars about just being better than most and having money, having this and having that. And I think you need a song to sort of, like, show his songwriting range a bit. And I think that's what he tried to do here. Yeah. I think the thing for me is that I appreciate the subject matter on right. the song. I mm -hmm. do. But like that fake ass Neo hook where <laughs> he's keep like, keep your up. head up. Stay we gonna focused. do this. Stay focused. Uh -huh. Keep moving. Whatever uh -huh. it is. It's like, <laughs> that's, that's the hook. Like, I, I, didn't need, I didn't need much more. But what I would have I would have liked is I actually wish he had taken his Black Thought favor and called it in for this song. Yeah, maybe. Or got most deaf. Yeah. Or got somebody else yeah. to give like a different um, side to it. Because I think, so I think, I think Ghetto Thirsty is, is something that we need. And I think yeah. we as a people need to address like the things that we need to change in order to advance, right? Okay. But I thought, I thought it would have been cool to have like somebody with a different perspective. Like if he brought it on some like, yo, I'm a five percenter and the things that I've learned have told me that this is what we need to do. Right. And then somebody from a different perspective came and was like, we as a black people, we need to do this, this yeah. instead. You know, There I mean? is a lot of rigidness in, within the five percent nation. And I'm, I'm admitting this as a member of this, uh, this great nation. You know, there are times that when you know you hear a rapper speak from that perspective that it's like it's one way or the highway you know what i mean mm, yeah. and i think having perspective would have helped for mm. that song you know mm, what i mean but mm. also because I, I am of that lineage i resonate with it because it speaks directly to what i know right. you know and what i've also lived you know what i mean yeah. and also experienced and you know and observed and been around people who speak that way so that's why it kind of mm. connects with me you know what i mean if he would have got like dead prayers on this it would have been, like, awesome. yeah. been crazy yeah, it would he would have so, been out of here right. yeah. oh, stickman both of them stickman or m1 yeah. Yeah. Or m1 i, I would have put both, both on them i would i would have put him on the first verse yeah, and then yeah. both you know how i feel about that prayers yeah, I, but I just think that they would have they would have brought like energy and That's another perspective. That's probably true. They probably would have yeah. been good on this. Especially right. Stick man, right. Stick man. Yeah, yeah I love Stick man. Great man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. All right. The hustle part two featuring Shake the Man. <laughs> I like this joint. I like the suck too. Low light for me. You didn't like it. Right. So what's wrong? Don't with be it? mad at the hustle. Don't be mad at the hustle. Just be, it's terrible business. I, I guess thought. Say, I, right? I, yeah. I thought. That hook is just so lame to me. Mm, that's town yeah. business. You know, that's a whole, it's yeah. uh, it's paid homage to where he's from, man. No, I, well, okay, so I talk. can't speak on that then. So if that's the uh -huh. case, then yeah, I then 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 I'm out of the loop. Yeah, I mean that's that's it's just fly Cali cat shit. It's it's a short, succinct song. It is just short, like yeah. yo, get your awesome. Thank that's God, it. but you know, yeah, I like because any longer I would have hated it. But I I like it <laughs> as the song. I like what it represents too. You know, I also like Shake too. I mean, and I like at the end where it's just like. The beat drops out and you just hear the snaps and you just hear, don't be mad at just their voice. Yeah, like, I love it. fun, man. It was a fun record. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that a lot of this, I, I think I probably would have had to, 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 to be there or just be like more familiar. Yeah. Um, but I think, again, like going back and listen to this, what, 16 years later. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, uh, it, it didn't do anything for me. Right. So, um, no questions asked featuring uh, Turban and Killer Ben. So this wraps up my my run, um, and I, I I really like this. It's another familiar sample, 
Um, you know, I like all of the posse cut gold chain music type joints with all of them on it. So I liked it. And I don't I don't even really have that much to say about it besides I like the sample, I like the bars. Well, it's a highlight for me because Turban is really raw. And I don't hear him enough. I know he's part of the gold chain military, but yeah. he he turban is raw. Every time I've heard a turban verse, I run to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, you know, and Killer Ben is Killer Ben. I mean, and this is also a better Killer Ben performance than the one right. uh, previously uh, on uh, Sticker Move. Yeah, so, yeah. Highlight for me. So it's not a highlight for me, though. I do like the hook. Um, I like I like the way it down that, with no questions asked. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a really really solid hook. Um, it. Had they done to actually develop more of the rest of the song? Like, so the hook, the hook kind of deviates, it breaks a little bit, but the rest of the verses, like, it's just the same all the way through. Had they actually done more to like grow the song and develop the song, it probably would be a highlight for me. Cause I, I do like it. It's nice. It's just not a, it's just not a, it's just not a highlight, but I do yeah. like that hook a lot though. Wow. So yeah, but it was, uh, it was cool though. Yeah, that's the end of the run for me. <laughs> I got you. Uh, Old Timer Thoughts featuring Defari. I'm assuming this is a low life for you. It's not a low light. It's gotcha. just a man. Like, I mean, you know, the beat just kind of drones on. Dun, 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 yeah. Or whatever. It's just like, or that's that's the, the next one, which same. But, uh, you know, it just drones kind of on. And then I don't know why in this era, because even what was the Pac album that we did? Um, Me Against the World, where yeah. he had the one song where he's like, the old school, we used to play Scully and we used to do this and we used to, I don't like them old school songs. Gotcha. Nigga. I don't care what she was doing 25 years ago. So, you know, Defari's whole verse where he's like, oh, back in the day, it was like this and it was like that. I don't care. So that's why I don't like this song. I don't like this song at all. Uh, <laughs> I uh, not, not for the reason he's even saying either. It's just, yeah. it's kind of monotonous. It just doesn't yeah. have any real energy in it. And Defari, who I love, I love didn't really Defari. come with his best work, you know? I love Defari uh, so much that I'm just like, why it's did sad, man, because Defari Heyru is like really one of my favorite artists. And he's still rocking. He's still, yeah. he's still doing it, you know, yeah. despite all these years later, man, and never really getting any big fanfare. Yeah. Defari just didn't really deliver on this one. Mm-hmm. It's not a highlight for me. Um, I'm kind of neutral about it. It felt deep, but it didn't really resonate with me either. What was deep about it? it that's what I said. It it had a song that felt like it should. Oh, be like it should have been deep. Okay, but it, like yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. connect with it that empty way. Empty calories, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's good. Empty calories. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so now we 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 close it out with uh, the last track on the album, uh, Dilated Agents, which is I like the name Dilated Agents. This record this, underwhelmed this me. I, I so much for me. This was like the you were just waiting to bust and then it was just not there. Like it was like, <laughs> yo, what the what is like I wanted I wanted to like this so bad. Like like I, I wanted to hear Rasco and Planet Asia together again. I wanted to hear Evidence and, and, and Raka together. Like I wanted this moment and then the record was just like eh. It was underwhelming. Um yeah. and you know, I love Cali Asians, right? I think anybody who's a hip hop fan who's heard that album How the West Was One they, yeah. they would say that album's one of their favorite this wasn't the best Cali Agents performance in mm-hmm. Dilated Peoples I mean Rocker was there he was just there man. Rasko even sounded like he phoned it in like, yeah he, everybody like, uh, kind of phoned it except Evidence, Evidence is on there too right yeah yeah because yeah. he's, yeah, he's part of Dilated so yeah. and everybody thought phoned it in too. <laughs> every, every MC so this is this is definitely a low light for me oh, um, it's a low light I, dang yeah it's a low light because all the features seemed very appropriate. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, Cali Asians dilated peoples. This makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then you hear the song, you're like, wait, this is what <laughs> the song you decided to create, and you're gonna close the album with this? Yeah. Nah, I'm good. 
Honestly, good. if Ghetto's Thirsty was what we wanted it to be, that should have been the last song. Sick. I can see that. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah, uh, yeah that would have been good. But yeah, I don't know why Dilated Agents, I don't know why it's this. Like, it just kind of went out like a wet fart, man. Like, I guess, <laughs> you know, it just wasn't like the best way to end the album, man. Yeah, I got you. Man. All right. Well, uh, I mean, we've gone through all the all the songs. Uh, what else do we have to say about this album? Not too much, man. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm glad you know, wise that we got got to get you on a on a on a uh, one of these joints. I appreciate um, it, and, and that you were able to kind of lend your lens to it. Um, and you know, I think we also have kind of opened the door for possibly talking about more. You know, maybe strong arm steady. Like I would yeah. love to do in okay. search of Stony Jackson. I love that, that project. We have we'll be here three hours. <laughs> no, we we, you know, we definitely talk like about that. a lot of hip hop where yeah. it's like, all right, it's good for the heads, but it's also like hip hop that's more palatable to just like oh yeah sure i like hip-hop music yeah, yeah you know what yeah, i mean and true. this would be more for like nah this is for the heads that's true um i think you're right i think it does open up the, the door for not just the, the strong arm uh was it strong, strong arm steady not just them but just like that kind of just you know yeah. that kind of just hip-hop heady music you know i i don't want to uh, misrepresent myself i i like it all yeah like when it comes to hip-hop uh i listen to trap you know i listen to drill i listen to stuff in the UK. Mm-hmm. I listen to it all, man. There's no segment of the, of the music or the culture that I don't try to engage with. And it's part of my duty in, in yeah, my job to know. Sense. And I kind of get off on the fact of knowing a lot about what's going on out no, there. Although I'm an older gentleman, you know, I still dive in deep. I still have a, a thirst to try to discover. So podcasts like this is kind of like, you know, great for the you know the outside observer who doesn't really know. And then for us who do know, yeah, to be reminded of what was dope and why it was dope or why it wasn't dope. Yeah, and I appreciate you saying that. And I think we could do a better job of curating a community that allows both of those audiences to engage with each other, right? Because there are people that listen to us that they're listening to us like, oh, Notorious B.I.G. had a record called Ready to Die. Let let me hear about this. And then there's people that are like, I remember when this album came out and I was at the store buying it, right? So it's interesting when you get the kind of nexus of those two different groups of people and like what their different perspectives are when it comes to pieces of art. I think it's important because I yeah. think the only way this culture thrives is through conversation. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. So it, so com- combos like this helps us not only like revere product that needs to be revered, but also gives us a chance to recharge our minds and put something new in there and get yeah. a different perspectives. Because I didn't never, I didn't know your story about them. Yeah. I didn't know that you, you know, I love the Beatles too. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah. you know, it's good to meet another Beatles fan. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But also a hip hop fan. You know yeah. what I mean? So this is kind of a great crossroads of having mm-hmm. a conversation about art because yeah. that's what it is at the end of the day. We're, we're discussing art in a real way, in an honest way, because mm-hmm. we didn't lie about what we did or didn't like. We told the truth. Yeah. And that's what hip hop is for me, telling the truth, man. That's dope. You know? So love it. I think that's actually a good way to close out the, the, the episode, unless you have anything else. Nah, appreciate you coming to join yeah, us, brother. Peace. That. That's All right, awesome. Peace. SASG. I was born in the 70s, raised in the 80s, got my game in the 90s, 2000, I was crazy, had a deal when I was 21, in the scope, signed me, then I left in 2003, still have my hopes and dreams, 
2004 I came with the grand opening Hardest working in the game Independent touch and change Fuck with me, you bust your brain But I ain't really with it But this is my religion Gotta get it how I live it So fuck with me and I will turn you back into a spirit Don't fuck with me Cause I don't have the time for interference And luckily I'm in the studio Just writing lyrics Cause if I was still stuck in Fresno Then I'd be sinning But niggas out here getting that dough And only winning yo Trigger side riding on fools who want to end this I'm not going to back down No, you can't forget it So every time I'm done You just know somebody shit it This is West West Click, clack, chest, best shit That makes my niggas get active For the dumb sets, projects, hoods, block Look, watch, we gon' pop it off and get active Now get active Get active Get active Get active July 976 I was born into the mix surrounded by bloods and crisp pops was nowhere to be found I was in the tree just stuck between the rock and roll